I'm over there having a good old hoedown raising cattle. Gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress, and I'm joined by Matt Smith. Oh, I probably forgot to unmute you. Now, I'm Gene Shelley. Now you go. Now you're Gene Shelley. <laughs> uh, and today we're going to be talking about Daniel Isn't Real from 2019. Uh, it is currently available to uh, stream on Shutter, man. And uh, I listen. I don't know what you know, Matt, but uh, Shutter's pretty freaking awesome if you're into uh, genre, uh, you know, films and whatnot. I've been digging it so hard. You know what we're doing right now instead of something very important. It's true. It's kind of sad, but uh, it go ahead. But this is how much we love you guys. Mm-hmm. We're recording right now. On Friday, during the last drive-in. Thank God, though, that they are putting it up afterwards and stuff like that. Because, it, like, yeah. when they first did the first uh, last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah, and it was just live. They were just like, okay, we're going to put this out. And, well, one of the big things is they had so many problems with all the streaming and everything. They did not think it was going to be nearly as popular as it was, and it was gigantically popular. And so people were pissed off that they couldn't get it. And so they were like, okay, fine, all right, we'll put it on the thing, we'll put it on the thing. And, again, it was also so popular that that was going to be kind of a one-and-done, big, giant send-off event for Joe Bob, just being a great 12-hour marathon and everything. And uh, it was so popular and so good that the man is honest to God, got like, we'll call it second, third leg in his career and everything to where he's coming back. And uh, mm-hmm. the show's a regular thing now. He's touring all across the country. I got a chance to see him and meet him in person and everything. Hell of a nice guy, as is Darcy. and Well, Darcy's a lady, but you know, uh, she's nice as well. Uh, but nice it was a, a, nice as a guy that's a girl that can be exactly, and uh, and Rusty was there too. Uh, Rusty, the male girl from uh, Monster Vision, way back in the day, we had we had two male girls at our at our screening in Charlotte. Well, technically, it was a uh, it was a it was Monster a lecture. Vision was my favorite thing of all time growing up. So if you remember Monster Vision and stuff from back in the day, uh, check out Shudder. You know, you got the Joe Bob stuff. And, of course, Daniel Isn't Real, which is the movie that we're uh, reviewing today yes. that is available exclusively on Shudder. Uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to the trailer for Daniel Isn't Real. It's common for people to see things that aren't real. <laughs> Have you ever seen things like this before? I had an imaginary friend when I was a kid. His name was Daniel. He was my best friend. He was my only friend. It's kind of a strange notion, but maybe you should try to connect with that part of yourself again. You needed my help. 
just keep bursting with imagination. You need to break out and live. I bet you can get a phone number from any girl at this party. You're a painter? You're an artist too, Luke. I do photography sometimes. I'm here because you're here. I'm part of you. What's that thing uh, behind me? Your shadow saw something full of danger. Mystery. He's taking over. He's making me do things that I don't want to do. You do this. I imagined you. I can make you go away. Daniel is simply an aspect of your mind. I'm scared of what I could do. When you painted me, you saw a shadow. What did he look like? He's weak. He's lonely. And he's nothing without me. Alrighty, that is the trailer for Daniel Isn't Real. Here's the IMDb plotline. A troubled college freshman, Luke, suffers a violent family trauma. He resurrects his uh, charismatic childhood imaginary friend, Daniel, to help him cope, not uh, not realizing how dangerous Daniel is. This is starring Mark Robbins. Or is it Robbins? Yeah, Robbins. Uh, Patrick mm-hmm. S- I, uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger is is, is yeah, like you know right. c- come on is is there many more Schwarzeneggers out there that's not like Smith right uh right <laughs> Sasha Lane and, and, and others uh directed by Adam Egypt uh, Mortimer uh I had not uh, I'd not heard uh, I mean I'd heard of this other than kind of seeing it on on Shutter there and everything so I was kind of curious because the poster looked uh, evocative kind of uh interesting and stuff but. Uh, mm-hmm. What what you th- what did you think? Uh, generally, I really dug what the movie was doing. I think there's a few issues, um, but I thought it was pretty stylistically intriguing. I think that it did a lot of things uh, that I wasn't expecting a movie like this to do, and I actually really enjoyed uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger's performance in this thing. Um, I was reading a little bit about the movie uh, and had seen some interviews and he chose to do this because he wanted to uh, be, he wanted to perform a role as if he were Nicolas Cage, basically. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I could see that it's, this could be considered Cajun, if you will. I think just the over the topness of what he's doing, uh, not really fitting in with the acting style of the other leads, uh, does that pretty well yeah i, I and i and whether I, he's fully successful well we, we can we can discuss yeah and i didn't realize uh we talked about this we read this movie uh way back when but uh he was in uh scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse which mm-hmm. uh if if memory serves we didn't like all that much because it's not that great of a movie no it was not that great but you know i i think this is certainly better than that but that doesn't that also doesn't <laughs> take much because that movie was not <laughs> the movie was not very good uh right so uh so this guy he's got he's got a um luke has a, a little friend named daniel that he did now he's an imaginary friend did you ever have an imaginary friend growing up not that i can remember 
I, de- I definitely did not have one that I needed to lock away in a dollhouse until I was a teenager. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was it. Always seemed strange to me, and I like that uh, that people had imaginary friends. But uh, then again, like you know, I had a, my brother was born not too awful long after I was, so uh-huh. it was kind of like I always had like a little built-in best friend. Sister came along later, but you know, with, with my brother, I always had like a little built-in best friend. So I, I never had to you know come up with an imaginary friend. I feel like that may be a uh, something that only a single child. Uh, yeah, or, or or like a child that is doesn't have a sibling for quite some time, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like maybe one that's older or something that de- doesn't I, really connect with them, perhaps. But you know, like uh, what I liked about this movie was it takes this conceit, and it's not it's not necessarily an original take on it, because um, like very frequently, like uh, you know, the Amityville Horror does this right where like the young kid has an imaginary friend but is actually a spirit in the house that wants to do the family harm and blah 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 right yeah uh what I liked about what this movie did and and it really starts up front kind of twisting that a little bit is that it does set up a like up until a certain point in the movie this idea that the kid might actually just be hallucinating or have like an imaginary friend and maybe there's something else going on where it's not just uh like a violent spirit or some kind of other presence but maybe it's something within the kid Mm -hmm. uh, which i think thematically is something the movie's trying to deal with anyway but uh yeah i i don't know i just liked i liked that it took a setup and then kind of twisted it just enough to kind of put us off kilter even from the very beginning of the movie yeah and and it is it's kind of cool seeing like him like use his imaginary friend then to kind of i I guess he then channels that imaginary friend so to speak uh to do all the things that he wouldn't want to do like there's a little you know spoiler alert uh, not for this film, but for another film you'll put it together real quick but it, there's a little fight club element in here as well mm-hmm, for sure. That's yeah, just like, this I, is yeah, the guy that like you kind of always orally, wanted to yeah. be, and yet you never really had the guts to be this guy. But, uh, you know, wouldn't you be a much cooler guy if that's what, if, if, if these were the things that you did? Yeah. I, I, yeah. And that's, yes, it runs throughout this movie um, in a, yeah, I think that's a clear inspiration for, for what this movie does in many ways, actually. Uh, now it's been a, it's been probably like a, maybe a week or so since I've seen this, and, and I gotta say I think one of the biggest things for me is that um, I, I don't remember as well as I wish I would have, and I think that kind of uh, sits on the movie. I think a lot of times uh, when we review movies on this show, uh, they're movies that we've seen quite recently, usually. And uh, with this one, a lot of the time, yeah. yeah, with this one as like we've been planning out like how many. Because uh, we're obviously reviewing a lot more than you know we kind of used to, and especially for this show recently, um, you know we've been kind of planning things out. And so this one, as of right now, as we're recording this, I probably saw like you know maybe two weeks ago or something at that point, maybe a little bit longer mm-hmm. even. Uh, and, and it still it it washes over as kind of I don't want to say generic because that 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 may be a little bit too harsh. 
Uh, but yeah. it, it, it washes over as a lot of like, I remember some kind of key elements. I remember a lot of kind of swaths of how the movie feels and, uh, you know, purports itself to the audience and everything. But as far as like a lot of like really, uh, nuanced plot points and everything, it, it seems to fall short of a lot of memorable moments. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I I think I'm with you on this. Uh, I think plot it's fairly bare bones anyway, and uh, you know the basic conceit is that uh, you know he kind of unlocks and lets out his uh, childhood friend to help him deal with some issues as he's in college, and then slowly uh, that childhood friend seeks to take over for him. Yeah. His mom's kind of like losing it a bit. So he's having some problems with her and like, Mm -hmm. he, you know, kind of needs, needs some ways to like cope with this sort of, uh, um, and you know, there, there are a couple of different, uh, supporting performances, right? Like, so like Sasha Lane, who's in, uh, American honey. Um, that was like her first big movie. Uh, she's quite good, but I almost remember nothing about her character other than uh, she's like the love interest and, uh, you know, wants to help him. And then later in the film thinks he's being an asshole and then she's kind of attacked and, you know, yeah. um, Just kind of like the big beats stick out to me. That said, I do think visually there are some things that are still stuck in my mind. Okay. Um, So uh, like at the beginning of the film, the whole, the way that the like the dollhouse that they trap Daniel in, right? Uh, like that image sticks in my mind pretty uh, clearly. Um, the the scene uh, where towards the middle of the movie he's like having therapy, but they're both uh, being hypnotized, and Daniel appears to the regular guy, like the hypnotist, and uh, and, and feeds himself into Daniel's body. Right. I would uh, have loved to see the therapist freak the fuck out and go like, whoa, 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 this right. this is real? I've been bullshitting this entire time. <laughs> and yeah. As you do, because it is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think a lot of the stuff toward the end of the film visually just sticks in my, in my head as well, right? Like Daniel's true form is pretty uh, horrific and kind of neat, uh, actually. Um, so I think there's stuff that really does stick in my mind, but it's like you said, it's kind of broad strokes for much of it or like just singular images or set pieces and even just parts of set pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think that's a weakness for the movie, right? Like, uh, one of the episodes we did recently, uh, is for Dr. Sleep. And that's a movie that I haven't seen in like six months, you know, and, uh, I can tell, I can talk to anybody about every single thing that happens in that movie. I've seen it twice, you know, ever, yeah. uh, you know, and like really it was back to back. Yeah. So, and you know, and I'll say, I s- exactly. I saw this one about the, about the same time as I saw Dr. Sleep and I saw Dr. Sleep once at this point with the, with the director's cut and everything. Uh, but I, but again, it was so evocative that it made more impressions on me as it went. Whereas this one, while it was good and I enjoyed going through mm-hmm. it, I think the uh, 
the soundtrack is good the you know it it, it feels like a movie it doesn't because now because i think a lot of people go like oh it's a thing that's on shutter it'll be like super cheaply done it, this is an inexpensive movie but this is not like you don't look at it and go like oh this is just cheap garbage it, it's 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 done well enough but at the same right. time there there aren't those big sweeping things that make you just look back and go oh i totally remember this movie there was like you know uh like this big twist here or this big turn here or this big character moment here or there not a lot of that stuff happens in here you've got like some decent performances like i said miles robbins as luke does fine uh patrick schwarzenegger mm-hmm. as daniel is also quite good like he plays a great smarmy kind of you know overconfident douchey imaginary right, friend right, uh, right. Yeah. Like, like you always hear about uh but but overall the movie itself wasn't doesn't nearly plant on as much memorable moments as you would hope it would yeah i i think i throw this movie in the it's pretty good uh but not great category yeah like it, like it's pretty good i liked it while i was watching it i like it now i would probably watch it again Right. But uh, I think it's, it's not quite enough to like throw it into a, a like um, perennial favorite kind of category, as it were. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like looking on uh, like IMDb right now, like the Metacritic score is like 60, 61. The uh, IMDb is at six. So like, you know, most most IMDb look it up, even like the big, you know, giant heavy hitters and stuff. Or like at a seven. <laughs> so when a movie's at a six, it's like, ah, it's probably a decent enough movie because most movies round up are like a seven, maybe an eight. Like if you're like a Godfather part two, maybe like you're an 8.3 <laughs> because IMDb Raiders are, uh, what's it called? Stupid. Uh-huh. Uh, but but here's the thing: if you have Shutter, if it's something uh, that you're, uh, and I think right now, uh, as we record this, there's at least a promo where you can get like 30 free days or something like a whole free month yeah, I, of Shutter. I'm, like, how can I'm you- pretty sure it's still running, and it, uh, the code is shut in. S H U T I N because that's what we is. Huh? How about that? So check check mm-hmm. that out. So and there's a lot of content besides this. There's a couple other uh, Shutter exclusive movies and of course uh, uh, the Joe Bob stuff. Going back and looking at and all those other marathons from Christmas stuff to everything are now still available. So uh, definitely definitely check those stuff out because you uh, like yeah. Look it. Uh, any other kind of closing thoughts? I don't know that we need to talk. I mean, is there much more? No, I I, I think we kind of got what we needed to do. I don't think we, you know, it's a it's a shorty. Yeah, exactly. That's what she said exactly. There's 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 not a whole hell of a lot to it, and that's not necessarily anything to you know denigrate it for. Uh, you know, sometimes it, some simplistic ideas are good. Uh, but this this it's okay. It's all right. It's definitely worth a watch on a rainy day and stuff like that. And if you like the idea of you know kind of imaginary friends and. Uh, where that could actually lead once you get into adulthood and you want to see uh, his mom be a crazy person and just go like, why is this woman not in the home? Please, for the love of God, get her in the help of some mental professionals that could help her instead of letting her sit in her home by herself and hurt her. Like, it's just like, it seems so irresponsible. I hated that part where it's just like, uh-huh. this lady clearly needs some fucking professional help for the love of God. Get that woman some help. Uh, I, I will also say, like, you know, it, it hits one particular box for me that I will always say is a good thing. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. Yeah. 
So anything that hits that sweet spot of like 90 to 100 minutes or, or optimally 80 to 100 minutes <laughs> is is worth at least throwing on if if somebody says like, yeah, you should check it out. Because you so, don't want to see a two-hour version of Lake Placid. You don't give a fuck about that. You just hope it's 80 quick-ass minutes. God damn right, man. And then you move the fuck on. Because <laughs> any further than that, and you're just like, why are we here again? And this well, movie know, I, is that point. I love Lake Placid. I don't need a sequel to that shit. And you know how many Lake Placid movies I've seen past the first one? Zero. Yeah, that's probably the wise thing on your part. Yeah, I mean, why? Why would I? The first one is good. I did I literally get. I literally got to the end of that movie, and I was just like, "Where's the rest of it?" <laughs> it was so short, and like nothing uh-huh. really happened. And yeah, and it kind of sets up for like you know, there's a next part to go in there. Like, oh, they're gonna have to actually deal with it. Nope, done. Fucking all right. Yeah, get all in, you get out. All you Betty White fans, where where's your Lake Placid love? I never see that. I never see anybody talk about fucking Betty White and Lake, Lake Placid. She's great. Get the fuck out of here, you fake ass like Betty an White fan. Movie award for that one, I think. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> That's that sounds like the MTV I know. I'm just waiting for her to come on screen at some point and just be like cunt, and then just move on. <laughs> All right. Well, she's uh, two steps away. Uh, so that's Daniel isn't real. That's available on Shutter right now. Uh, check it out if you feel like. Uh, we'll be back uh, next time with a little bit more of uh, good fun stuff that you can find on streaming. Matt. In the meantime, where can we find your work? Uh, go on over there, old partner, and give me a follower on the Instagram. I'm over there having a good old hoedown, raising cattle. It's at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. I look forward to seeing you in a tip of the hat. I like how you're raising cattle. <laughs> Makes no fucking sense, but I love it. Uh, check out Hear Movie Podcast uh, wherever you find finer podcasts. And uh, you, you, know, you know how podcasting works, don't you? You just go to the site and download the stuff. We appreciate that. And we appreciate all of you very fine folks. And we will see you uh, next time. This is an underrated, uh, underrated uh, song.
think enough people talk about uh, Daniel from that old Elton John. I, I like it. It's, it's very good. It's a good one. I like you know. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of uh, oh, we didn't review we didn't review them because we weren't doing the show at the time. But comparatively, what do you think of the two uh, movies essentially directed by the same guy, kind of more or less? Uh, the the Elton John movie's way better. Oh, isn't it though? Yeah. Oh, it's so it's much like, better. And fucking like really good, actually. Like, just yeah. like no, it's I, a. I dug this. It's a that. good quality. It's like a. It's it's a proper musical and everything. You know, say not for nothing. But Taron Egerton's not not a horrible singer. He works really well within the boundaries that he's given. Uh, for mm-hmm. that show and everything, whereas we we gave uh, fucking what's his nose a goddamn Oscar for lip syncing. It's terrible. What the, right. what the what fucking planet are we living on? It, yeah, Taron Edgerton went on tour. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, like like he, he and and when I first heard him singing and stuff like before the movie, I was just like ah, you know, Elton John's such a fucking very specific voice and everything. It's really hard to to. Not only sing like him, but just to even do his songs any justice is a is a difficult thing to do, even for for talented singers. Yep. And uh, he, when you get down to the movie and everything, it, it's pulled off so well that like I, I can't help but applaud it. Yeah, and also that movie, uh, I think because unlike unlike Bohemian Rhapsody, because uh, Rocket Man was just a straight up musical, mm-hmm. I think gives it a like a much a much more vibrant feel for like what it's doing like there are things you know like the first of that movie is kind of slow and it starts out like with young elton learning and all that shit and but like by the time you get to like him busting through the wall and taron edgerton comes out and it's just full-on like rock and roll elton you're like oh fuck this is so good you know yeah it, it it really works. The the storytelling mechanism is fantastic. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. God. It's so much. It's so much better. And and at the same time and too, it like, makes me wonder like how how different Bohemian Rhapsody would be if he were in charge of it from all soup to nuts. Yeah, agreed. Uh, also, isn't it nice uh, having seen Rocket Man to see like a, a movie musical that looks uh, like it was shot by somebody who knows how to shoot a musical? Yeah. Like with, like with choreography and shit. I mean, like you and I both really liked Les Mis, right? But like mm-hmm. that's not a musical in the same sense of all this other shit. Yeah, it's a different but, animal. But you know, like, like I just look at stuff coming out in Hollywood. You know, like, like, and it's just like, who the fuck is over here shooting musicals like this? Like, even uh, what's his name, uh, Rob? Uh, fuck the Chicago Cats fucker. Uh, oh, I know you're talking about. Right, it's just like he, like I, I have not sat down to cats. It looks fucking atrocious. Oh I no, no, it. well, see, no, that's a different guy. That's a different guy. That's uh, is it that, not? That's the guy who did Les Mis. That's Tom Holland. Is it? Hmm. Well, that would be why it looks experience shooting musicals was Les Mis. It looks, it looked like, and that's what's so fucking terrible is that he won the Oscar for King's Speech when he shouldn't have. If you would have given him that for Les Mis, I'd have been a thousand percent behind it because that movie at least was like was grandiose, was shot like to, again to have the balls to really do the live recording. I'm of, thinking about Rob Marshall. That's who I'm. Thinking yeah, about. different guy. Um, 
He's better. It's better. Mm. Than Rob, like if boy, if Rob Marshall, Chicago is good. No, I, Chicago I was fine. Chicago. But uh, like you know, like he directed Into the Woods, and that musical is great, and that movie fucking blows. <laughs> that movie was not good. No. Uh, so I don't know. He's <laughs> oh, he's a parent. I didn't watch Mary Poppins Returns. It seems like that would be a movie that would be it's, pretty difficult to fuck up entirely. It's not great, but I'll say this in like it's a slight spoiler alert, but not really. Um, uh, there is. Angela Lansbury makes a, an appearance in it, uh-huh. and that is worth the entire fucking movie. It will just okay. it will make your heart sore. The rest of it's fine. It's fine. It's not great. I'm sorry. This is gonna probably hurt some people's feelings. Lin Manuel Miranda, not very good. Uh, so but does that does that bode well for his return in The Little Mermaid by Rob Marshall? No. No, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know why the fuck they do any of these things. We've got great animated movies. Let's not, why do we need, why? Just fucking why? I don't want to watch The Lion King in live action. I don't give a fuck. Dude, I walked into the theater when that Lion King was playing, and not for nothing, like, she's talented in so many ways, but goddamn Beyonce cannot read a line for fucking shit. She is terrible. She's a fantastic singer. She's got a lot of talent in that fucking field. But as far as acting goes, like when, because the two voices at the time are her and Donald Glover. Donald Glover sounds like he's acting. Fucking yeah. Beyonce sounds like she's reading a line, like she's in fucking like middle school and she's one of those kids that can't read too well. It just goes, here are the lines that I'm saying. Are these the lines that I'm saying for you? Enjoy these lines that I'm saying. Fuck that shit. Well, I mean, I. We need her to sing, and she can sing, and she's great and super, all that kind of good jazz. But boy, did I not! And like, and the an- the animals are so unanimated that it's like it. I don't fucking care. Like, it doesn't look like anything. It looks like I'm watching a nature documentary, but for some fucking reason, these goddamn lions are talking. Like, fucking animate the eyeballs, animate the face, make me feel like it's fucking alive, as opposed to just like I'm watching like you know planet Earth. I don't give a fuck. Come on. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, yeah, she's she's good. I, I don't think she's a very good actress. No, I've, I I've think seen she... Dream Girls. She's fine. Everyone in that fucking movie's acting circles around her, and anybody who says otherwise is fucking watching a different movie. Yeah. I mean, like, um, you know, l- listen, grab it while you can. I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Kevin Hart sure has. Well, <laughs> well, it's this thing, too. It's like, you know, like... Um, well, she's fucking Beyonce. You're going to tell her no, you're not going to put her in a movie? Yeah. No, it's like, it, it'd be, that's insane. It's like, oh, you're uh, Mariah Carey at the height of your career. I'm not going to put you in a fucking movie. Oh, you're Britney Spears, the hottest fucking thing in the world. I'm not going to yeah, put you these, in a movie. They, 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 got, they got movies on account of that. Were, were they great? Well, not really, but you know. <laughs> They it's i mean it's the same with madonna right although bl- blessedly like in the 80s those people were just using her to do something in the movie yeah where they you know they wanted her to just be that character that she was being and she's okay in in some other stuff um but it's all it's all the same shit man yeah you know if- like uh you know, fr- fucking Frankie Avalon can't act his way out of a fucking paper bag. Did that stop him from being in 45 fucking beach blanket movies? No, no it did not. <laughs> oh, uh, so a buddy of mine posted a picture of some of the uh, drive-in totals. Let me just rock this one out for you. Uh, uh, yeah. 
What the, movie was he doing? I, I can't quite tell because it's like, I, I don't know. I know the uh, the other one, I know Chris Jericho showing up to talk about something. He's tiny too. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize he's like fucking 5'3". Joe Bob's a big dude. He's like six. He's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, and so to see this yeah. this professional wrestler who's all fucking buff that's like a foot and a half shorter than him is hilarious. Uh, but here are the drive-in totals for whatever this movie is. Fold-out foo. <laughs> Pastel laser bolt foo. Turpentine foo. So like if that's all, you know, that's all you need to know right there. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's see if somebody mentions what movie it is. I'm not sure. Anyways. I'll be watching that tomorrow. I fucking hope that he's doing another Halloween hoot nanny. Yeah, I listen, there's more of these things that need to be Well, at least with this, if if memory serves, this is kind of like this is like season 2 of the last drive-in. So like next or, week we're going to get three. A, well, depending on how you count it, I suppose. Uh but like I think we're going to get two more movies next week, so Yeah. Rocking on. Oh, I love him so much, man. I'm enjoying it. Uh, 